Welcome back to All Eyes on Me. This is Divinity, your host. This is my friend, Amanda. And I'm saying she's my friend, but we just met. It's Hello. okay. Hi. Nice to finally meet you. <laughs> I know. Well, we do know each other. We do. We kind of go way back. We, Years. We, we kind of have a history. You tell the history. But we've never really like met each other. Mm-hmm. Social media is weird like that. Yeah. We have a mutual friend. Who is that? Who's tattooed on your left arm. Oh, we're going to start the rock bottom of this episode, aren't we? <laughs> That's how I actually came to find you. In fact, um, at her funeral, you were standing in front of me, and I could feel like your energy, and I saw that you had like the Leo sign tattooed on your back. And for some reason, because Leo was a Leo, I'm a Leo, and that moment when we were, when I was, you know, we were all grieving together. I just like saw that and I was just like, wow. I don't know. It was like kind of a weird connection with Leah, but also knowing that you were like right in between me and all of her photos. It was bizarre, but I didn't get a chance to talk to you that day. But I think that that's when I kind of like, I guess, noticed you. And then I started following you just because I had a a moment like in a really vulnerable space um, with a stranger. <laughs> so that's kind of like, yeah, how I started following you. And I've been following you ever since. Wow. <laughs> I'm taking this in. Sorry. <laughs> I'm usually the one to like get people to get uncomfortable. We're both witches. <laughs> Woo. Okay. Cut. <laughs> um, what do you do? <laughs> um, well, I so I own in Inside Out Mobile Spa. Um, we're kind of a hub for healing. I wanted to create um, a company that would go into people's homes um, or on you know on their preferred location or wherever as opposed to somebody like coming into a spa. And because I feel like when people are at home, they're a little bit, their guard is a little bit more down. They're a lot more relaxed. And um, so uh, I do a lot of different healing modalities. I mean, I definitely do massage. That's like my number one. I teach massage. I do massage. I eat, sleep, and breathe massage. I know the body really, really well. Um, But after I got certified in massage therapy, I... Um, got certified as a kundalini yoga teacher, a breathwork oh, wow. coach, um, a Reiki master. Um, I do chakra alignment, s- sound healing facilitator. Um, I'm a, I don't know if I already said it, but I'm a doula. So what is that? A doula is um, someone who is there specifically for a woman who is pregnant and giving birth, like during oh. the bir- birthing process, like you are there looking at the mother in her eyes telling her wow. how powerful she is so it's that's you're not, beautiful you're not there for anybody else but her oh my gosh i'm gonna need that <laughs> yeah i'll be your doula okay <laughs> and i specialize in prenatal massage so oh, i do all amazing. of that and infant massage and postnatal so do like you have kids no I, in fact i found out when i was 35 that i couldn't have kids <gasps> that's my biggest nightmare so stop i was just like my uterus is split in half that's why um oh my god i have to get my shit checked 
Get your shit checked. Definitely. Girl. If I'm here to tell anybody to get anything checked, it's get their shit checked. <laughs> Were you wanting to be a mom? Never. Okay, so Never. this wasn't like a huge blow. No, but I will say that when I found out, I felt like a part of my womanhood was taken from me. I didn't wow. have that choice anymore. It was the choice itself. It was the choice just, itself. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, a lesbian, so it's always, you know, in my mind, it's like, okay, well, you got to have money to kind of have kids, sometimes for the most part, in my mind at that time. Yeah, once I found out, you know, I couldn't have kids. I became a doula and I've always wanted to do, I've always, you know, my goal was always to do pregnancy massage. I started working with kids with autism. Like I just kind of like surrounded myself and all this like, you know, children and babies and I got certified in infant massage. And so, um, so yeah, that was that, (laughs) but I was okay with that. Um, and like I said, my, my journey and path on this earth is to help heal people. And so that's what I devote all my time to every single day, all day long. And do I'm you only- do this just, is it a bus or can you describe inside? Why yes. mobile? Like so, what does that look well, like? Okay. So I used to own an RV, um, where I would, you know, keep it up in Oxnard and it would, the gas was crazy to keep it was crazy to bring it on set like I used to we used to take it on to Sony set right Mm -hmm. but we would have to have like a four-hour minimum in order to do that and it was just a lot Mm -hmm. and so I always wanted to be mobile because I hated working at spas and when people are done getting a massage they don't want to drive in traffic home like they want to chill so um, I stopped working with the RV and I just now I literally in my car, me and my team, I have a team of six girls who work for me. We just get in the car and we show up at your doorstep and we mm-hmm. customize everything. And what's nice though with my company is like, you know, there's other large companies that have a ton of, you know, massage therapists on their team, yeah. but, um, uh, or other people, cause I do facials as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my team. And, um, anyway, so when, you know, when you're booking with them, you're kind of like booking online with me, I speak to every single person because through the years, my intuition has taught me what's shady Mm -hmm. and I got to protect my girls. So it's like, I don't just like, I'm not like the big corporation. I'm just like, kind of, I want to make sure that everybody's getting exactly what they need when they call me. Um, so I just try to keep everything safe and customize everything. And, you know, we work on, like I said, infants all the way, teenagers, uh, athletes, celebrities, all the way to, like, deathbed. Like, you know, um, like my a client I had had terminal cancer, and I went there the next day, and she had passed. But Holy the day shit. before, I went and I worked on her, and I was doing some, like, reflexology on her feet, and she was bedridden, of course. And I remember, like, getting to her feet, and she was just, like, when I was finished, she was like, I don't know what you just did, but I my whole body feels like it's buzzing, and this is the best I've ever felt. Wow. And so since she was diagnosed, and... Then she passed the next day. I, I came, I drove up to go see her again, and the house is completely dark, and I knew. So wow. anyway, the whole, the whole gamut. <laughs> yeah, all walks of life, all, all ages, all, death you know, and shape, life. size, ages, but, you know, everything, everything. So I feel like if you weren't supposed to be a healer, that you, could, you couldn't handle it. 
Like I know so many people that leave the medical field because they see too much death and they genuinely can't handle it. You know, it's not that death that scares me because I think that death is actually very beautiful. And um, from a lot of my uh, uh, conversations with people who have had NDEs, near-death experiences, Mm -hmm. it's actually really beautiful. And the feeling is really like unconditional love. Um, However, I see people who are kind of getting towards it. And that's what scares me most. It's like, I don't want to get old, (laughs) you know, like, I don't want to, like, nobody wants to suffer. So that's in my face a lot, you know, because I, what's the age range of thought? Uh, age range of what? People that are near death, would you say? Well, I had a client who was 14. I have 14? Oh, yeah. She, unfortunately, she passed, but um, Shut up. she From had what? A, a rare uh, cancer oh. um, on her spine. Oh, my God. And so I would go into the home and do Reiki because... Um, Does Reiki work? I know that sounds like girl, such a bad I didn't think way. so. I did not think I have it never had a good experience with Reiki. I'm not going to lie you to you. You haven't worked with me. That's okay. Why. Because... Girl, if you're the one... I literally, when I was getting... Um, Reiki certified, you get like all your chakras kind of like yep. opened up and worked on. Yeah, I remember like sitting there and uh, the the guy who was kind of you know cleansing my chakras and opening them up. I had my eyes closed and like I could feel my lips buzzing, and I'm like I'm I didn't know what he was doing, and mm-hmm. I was like I have no idea what you're doing, but I really got to know because I'm really affected by it. And he was like I'm opening up your throat chakra and your Mm -hmm. communication. And I remember like getting up off the chair after he spent what felt like, you know, it was like an hour and a half, but it felt like maybe 20 minutes. It was so weird. Um, I got up off the chair and I was just like, I felt so expanded in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, it was like kind of around the time where Obama was in town when he was president and he was in town and I got, I. I learned that you can actually do Reiki. I do Reiki for like parking spots. Like I don't even lie. I'm not going to lie. So I did, I was like all refreshed with my Reiki and I did Reiki. I went from like West Hollywood to like downtown LA when Obama was in town in like 25 minutes because I don't know what was going on, but I was just doing Reiki the whole way. And I'm like, wow. But you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe this is silly. However, what changed my point of view about Reiki was I had one day a really bad toothache and I literally had never tried it on myself. And so I took that, the energy and the pain of that toothache and I pushed it down my body. Like I could feel it moving down my body and I pushed it like out my feet. Um, I do that with headaches a lot for myself. And so I was like, oh my God, holy shit, this is What is, is the process? What are you doing in this Reiki session that is like causing you to push it down? Like what ex- is it a thought? It's energy. Well, energy. it's thought and energy. Okay. Right? Because your mind is so powerful. But like Describe the energy how that, yeah. comes. So whenever I uh, prepare, there are some sacred symbols that, um, that I use and create. Um, and I, you know, I put my hands kind of close to each other and then I I kind of call those symbols in and basically you're working with white light right and it comes through your forehead down your spine and then throughout your body are these symbols that 
everyday people know? Like no. triangles? Okay. No. In fact, they're sacred. So when I got the book oh. from Reiki, I am not allowed to show it to anybody. Wow. Um, I've seen a couple symbols online and it just makes me upset because like they're sacred symbols and they're not really supposed to be shown. Um, so, but I have seen I had no idea about any of this. Yeah. And I know a lot about... Reiki and Akashic Records and all that. Is this uh, is this kind of going into Akashic Records? Um, or is this different? This is different. This is its own thing. This is its own thing. I had no idea. And um, so basically I'll create, uh, I'll, I'll, it's almost like you're holding a ball of light, but I do the symbols and I repeat a chant. There's also a chant, so it's almost like verbally, but I don't say it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, so it's an intention. And my hands will start to buzz. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I will be able to feel it. Like, wow. after a like, like maybe like 30 seconds, I'll be able to feel it. But, I, you know, I work with my hands anyways. Um, so that just, like, expanded everything for me. And all of a sudden, like, after I got certified as a Reiki master, I was able to help heal people at, um, on a physical level too, even more so. Wow. People would be like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I didn't know that that part of, how, how did you know to touch that area? How did you know, you know, all that? So like intuition mm. for sure. What kind of things have you healed physically with Reiki? Um, well, panic attacks, uh, headaches, uh, toothaches, and not that I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking yeah, about other in general, people, yeah. um, uh, aches, uh, pains from broken bones. Wow. Um, uh, uh, you can do long distance Reiki. So I did long distance Reiki for a friend of mine who was on the East coast, um, that had just lost her mom. And so I'm like, I need you to tell me if you like what you feel like, I need you. I need to know that this is real, that mm -hmm. I can actually send it long distance. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm like, I want you to go lay down and just, just be, just breathe. Don't even think about anything. And she called me like sobbing. She was like, but in a good way, you know, she was like, I felt so much heat, like in my heart, like in my chest. And I just like emanated out my body and I felt calm and a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, something just kind of like put their hands on me and just calmed my central nervous system. And, um, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this is really amazing. And there's different symbols for different things. Wow. So the long distance Reiki has a completely different symbol than Reiki as if I was just doing it on you. Wow. So that's just one little piece of, I had no idea this whole yeah. time. I, I had a Reiki session done by somebody that I wouldn't call them a friend cause they were never a friend. You know those people that they act like they're your friend, but they were just never your friend to begin with, oh, ever? Yeah, yeah. It's like a silent hater. Yeah, I hate the word hater, by the way. I hate the word hater. Haters. Oh, my God. My haters. I hate it. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, stop saying the word hater. It's, like, so annoying. But she was a silent hater, for lack of a better way to put it, um, which was fascinating because she was also spiritual and all into Reiki and all that. And... One of those people that I think uses spirituality to manipulate everything around her and very dark. Like I was not a fan. Um, but for some fucking reason, because back then I didn't have any boundaries and I kept the benefit of the doubt in people, especially spiritual people. I think this is where 
it's so dangerous to be a spiritual person and use it to your ego because you can manipulate everything and you can use spirituality as a weapon and it's like really dangerous. Yeah. Especially when you're using spirituality, not religion. Like that, I think that's even more traumatizing because spiritual people, witches, Reiki healers, healers in general, like I'm like, these are the people that people drift towards when they have left religion after having religious trauma. And so now you're the one that's being manipulative. And I'm like, oh my God, like stop. It's crazy. It's all, it's almost all the same. Yeah. Like stop. Like, ugh. but ego is a huge problem. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that this is a little tangent off of what I was going to say, but I've noticed that people have a tendency, especially when they meet me, because I don't really need to introduce myself as a witch or as like a spiritual person. I think people just know, like, it's kind of obvious. Um, but when people are finally in my energy, I can see the response and I can feel their body shift and I can feel their energy. I can tell that they're a little intimidated and they're it's like they're um, drawn to me and at the same time they're scared of me. It's very interesting. And I've noticed that it's like they're way more willing to listen and be open to what I have to say than like a Christian. And I do think that knowing that in my position and all these other people that are using spiritual terminologies nowadays to like kind of, you know, just make people think that they're like, connected or whatever but they're they're actually dangerous people it's like really scary like how many people would just be more willing to like listen to us for example than like religious people right so it's it's weird like I feel like we are in a rise of of witchcraft right now and like witches are kind of coming out more and more I've noticed at least um but you know that being said like before I came into my power meaning like my spiritual power more so than my confidence, like my actual spiritual gifted power. I was so willing to be open and, um, allow anybody that was spiritual to come into my, my space. And this person was a Reiki healer and I was like all about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, do a Reiki session on me. And I didn't really care about the intuition I already felt with this person. Um, I just figured maybe I'm just jaded, you know, but like, the moment that she did Reiki on me, I was like, why do I feel like you're not doing Reiki at all? You're just standing above me and you're like cursing me. <laughs> like it was really weird. Like you it can was, do that. Like that's, you know, bro. Cause Reiki's you're working with white light, right? Yeah. Like, it you, was dark. You're, right. I was just going to say, like, it was dark. you felt that energy. Like, I did. You, you know, like, like I had to recover from a Reiki session. It was the weirdest oh, experience. Mm hmm. Like I have a little bit of a, like, I'm like, it was the opposite. Like I felt like I had to, um, what is the word I'm looking for? I had to cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had to like, I had to do like a bath and ritual and everything, which I was like, what the fuck? Like this cannot be. And she even painted again, the the manipulation. She was like, oh yeah. Like after you're done with Reiki, a lot of things are going to come up for you. They're all your things. They're all things from your past. And you might feel gross. You might feel like you want to vomit and all this stuff. And I was like, you're making this seem like it's like ayahuasca. Like she's doing an exorcism. Right. No, like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I was like, okay, I, I have no idea how I feel about Reiki at this point. 
I would never tell anybody that. I'm so happy that you're like disclosing this. Yeah, no. <laughs> I no I, when people like I never tell people like what I feel feel or see. That is their experience. If I, a lot of times when I do Reiki, I will feel like especially like um uh, people who've passed like in the room, like in the corner, mm. like wow, like I I'll f- I won't see it, but I can feel it because you're like opening way up. Um you're just like a vessel. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. For me, divine light, like beautiful white light. That's yeah. all I work with. And so yeah. she might not have been working with white light. but Probably not. And I felt it a mile away yeah. when I met her years ago, years before this was even a thing, like years before she even went into Reiki. It's, it's such a testament to you always know. Yes, you got to follow are. your gut. You always know. You don't need years and years and years to figure it out. You knew the moment you met them. Exactly. Everybody has a third eye. You just know. So, yeah. Well, maybe I'll do one with you. Yeah, I would love that. (laughs) I think I need a new experience. I think you do. I think so too. I also have a little bit of an ego with this that I think I'm really tough. Please break this. I think I'm super tough to break with certain things like uh, sound bath healing is more of my thing because it's a lot more intense in its vibrations and physical, physical. And, um, for those of you who are listening that don't know what sound bath healing is, I'm actually gonna have you describe it. Cause I think you're probably better at that. Yeah. So, um, so basically kind of in a nutshell, <laughs> we all have vibrations. We are, we are, everything is made of vibration. You know, when people are like, Oh, sound bath, that's like, you know, hippie shit. And I'm like, no, it's actually all very mathematical. You know, every, and it's ancient. And it's ancient. And everything has a vibration. Like, yeah. so everybody has like, oh, I, I love their vibe. I don't like their vibe. Vibration, right? Even um, down to our organs. Our organs are on a certain vibration, like different organs, different vibrations. <clears throat> and so when you're getting a sound bath, it's basically um, the frequencies, and we're all on different frequencies, right? So... A lot of times when there's dis-ease or there's discomfort, people are out of tune. Mm. You know, like you need a tune-up or like a car, you know? Um, Can so, I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Do you think people naturally have bad vibrations? Like, do you think people are inherently a bad vibration or do you think that people can be off and everyone that has bad vibes can just do something like a sound bath healing and then they have good vibes? Well, I mean, we all come from source, so I don't believe anybody's just born with bad vibes. I believe that they uh, acquire them or people put them on them. Um, And I do feel like, you know, if you are a low vibrational person, sound baths could be great for you if you're open to that. You know, sometimes low vibrational people don't, they like to be in their low vibration Mm -hmm. because, you know, that's what they're used to and that's how they keep their control. They don't know what they are without their trauma. Exactly. So they just find romance in their trauma. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people like that, like my ex. Yeah. <laughs> she loves her trauma. She's yeah. not willing to let it go. Right. And when, you know, there's a difference between like having trauma that you don't really talk about to people. And then there's trauma that's like, this is my trauma. It's like, okay. take it or leave it. This is me. And it's like, no, it's not. That's not you. Do you want to work on things or not? Shut like, up. Do you want to like make things better? better or better yourself or grow so you're just like an asshole like by nature like you're just an ass no you're not you're gonna crumble in like two seconds you're gonna start crying and then shit's gonna come up and then i'm gonna be like still an asshole (laughs) right i'm so glad that you are 
I get it. Of that. Oh, same. Um, so anyway, so back to a sound bath. So basically the frequencies of the, the bowls and the different instruments, they, you know, go to your ears and they go through your brain and they actually affect you on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. Like we're all made of water, right? So mm -hmm. you take sound vibrations and you put it, you know, near water and the water will ripple. And that's exactly what it's doing for us. So certain um, bowls are in uh, certain uh, notes um, that resonate in different ways in the body. So, um, yeah, it's just like, it's almost like a attunement almost like a, 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 like I always like to say, I like to bring people back to balance mm -hmm. through touch, sound, breath, all of that. Um, so yeah, so basically it is retuning all of your frequencies if they are out of whack, mm -hmm. right? Um, so if you take like two tuning forks and, um, they're both in different frequencies, um, there, and one frequency is stronger, this one will start to vibrate at the stronger frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but if they're in the same kind of note, they'll both be vibrating together in a more of a balanced way. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what's going to, you know, the sound is going to help kind of just put you back in. Tell everyone what sound bath healing actually is because people have asked me like what is a, a sound bath, bath? like they're thinking <laughs> right. of a bathtub yes. you know what's so funny I was talking to my client the other day um and she was like you can't call it a sound bath I'm like I didn't call it a sound bath yeah. she was like there's no water involved I'm like I know, we're not gonna call it a sound floor <laughs> even though you're laying on the fucking floor right, right. <laughs> so I've actually been racking my brain to try to figure out like what else I can call it besides a right. bath because a lot of people think of water when it sound comes to carpet. bath right like sound blanket how about that? Um, <clears throat> it doesn't roll off the tongue as easily. No, right. <laughs> so basically in a sound bath, you uh, lay down in a comfortable position. You can cover your eyes, whatever. Um, and the sound healing facilitator will uh, play different Tibetan bowls, crystal bowls, um, ocean drums, chimes, like whatever, just to kind of uh, stimulate different parts of your brain and your body. Um and it's a really like uh, the the vibrations uh, just kind of like you know like a binaural beats almost where it just like tell everybody what binaural beats are. <laughs> These are new people to this. Yes. Okay. So imagine <clears throat> they're babies. They don't know. So binaural beats are. I mean, I don't want to chop it up, but they're basically like freak different frequencies that um, are played that help. Like, I mean, you can go on YouTube and look up binaural beats and actually get the experience because it's better to do that than me just trying to explain it. But they're really just sound frequency waves. Mm -hmm. And there's different, for different hertz, uh, different energetic waves are good for different things. I learned that binaural beats are natural earth's beats. Like, it's like... Um the the earth has its own vibration yes its own binaural beats yes and those beats are technically what we should be attuned to because we are from mother nature we are from the tree of life yes so when you're out of tune it's technically going against the earth's vibration which is 
nature. Like we're, we're actually not with nature right now. Right. Which is why grounding is so important. Yes. Right. You take your shoes off. I love grounding. Me too. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So that, exactly. That's where you just walk in sand or dirt or grass. grass or where, you know, whatever. Just take your shoes off. And and one with your fucking land. Don't don't (laughs) get anywhere, but, and maybe one with the land. Like, don't step in dog shit. Just go to a park and like find an area and just like stand there, sit there, just breathe and, yeah, you know, it really helps with a lot of things. I, one time I had like a super bad shoulder issue. Um, I was like, I don't know, lifting weights and I was, hurt myself and I just went to the park and I just laid mm-hmm. on the ground and I like looked up at the sky and the trees and like I was I felt better after like my shoulder was like oh my oh my god my friend real. called it nature's sound bath when she laid in the grass for like four hours and she kind of took a nap she was in and out of REM and she said by listening to the birds and the wind blowing and she was meditating the whole time she said it was like earth's natural sound bath because she was around the earth's vibration in so many different ways and i thought that was a trip i was like that is such a beautiful way to describe meditating outside it's like the earth's natural sound bath and that's so true that's literally what you're doing in a sound bath right so you're bringing the earth's natural vibrations because uh like say for example uh different frequencies like um the freeway or airplanes or sirens, like those are all frequencies that will take you out of attunement and take you out of balance. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you really like when I'm, I do sound baths for myself all the time at my house. I'm just like, you know, I love playing my bowls and I feel so much better afterwards. I feel like I just like meditated for three hours and it was just like 15 minutes of sound frequencies. Are you a conspiracist? Hmm. Yes, you are. I knew it. Okay. We're not going to go too deep, guys. Don't worry. I learned a conspiracy theory that I thought was kind of a trip, and okay. I kind of agree with it. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It's uh, this conspiracy that music producers are trained to produce music, especially pop and rock music, in a certain hertz that is 99% of the time a different hertz than the Earth's natural vibration. 100%. And they say that certain music technically makes you mentally sick. Like pop music, if you listen, if you're listening to pop music 24-7 and you feel like an anxiety 24-7, you guys, I'm actually saying this from personal experience. I stopped listening to pop and rock and even rap like for an entire month and I only listened to binaural beats and I only listened to like meditation music and I listened to soundtracks of just like it was like ocean music like the ocean was crashing and like raindrops were falling like things like that I only listened to that for a month when I fucking tell you that I had zero anxiety even in situations where like I was running late to work I had no anxiety I was just like okay I didn't feel dead. I felt very alive. I felt very present. But this anxiety that had accrued from just solely music, it's so insane. And like they say it's like kind of meant to be like that because it plays into the mental health side where people then take a lot of drugs and they're like, oh, my anxiety, oh, my depression. And 
there are like a lot of healers that actually believe that a lot of it has to do with the vibrations we're around 24 seven. It's It's like making us sick. It's dissonance. Do you know? Do you believe that? that? Do you believe that conspiracy? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Oh my gosh. Because, you know, the, the, the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? So do you know who created those chords for power and control? Like on the piano? Hitler. Musical chords yes. were created by Hitler? Not, no. The, like the names the of The ones them. that we're using now that the programming, like uh, say for example, you know when you get a song in your head and you can't get it out? Like it's, and a lot of these songs that are on the radio have the same sound, the same five chords, the same, like you could make, mm. you could listen to like a hundred different songs, right? With And they all have the sim- similar chords. Oh yeah. So, like the four chord yes, challenge. Yes. So when Hitler started, like created these chords, it was for power and control. I didn't know he created it, chords. It took, a, it, he changed them. I don't know exactly like, you know. For all you listening, maybe go look it up and let us know what you think. But yeah, um, we're all curious, guys. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know exactly how he had changed it, but it, Hitler changed for power and control. Okay. Um, and almost kind of like mind programming, mm. and it it took us. It was it's like dissonance. You know, if you listen to two songs that are uh, in the chord progression now, mm-hmm. as opposed to what it should be, it's lighter. It's, uh, sounds just more beautiful, even though it's the same exact song and the same exact lyrics. Wow. Interesting. And you can do it. Like, I mean, on the piano, there's thousands of notes, right? But, well, not thousands, but I don't know how many keys are on a piano, but, um, all these different notes. And I actually listened to it the other day. I, I don't know, I came across this video and it was like, okay, this is the song, how you would hear it out of, you know, in the normal chords, but this is how it would be, you know, when it's more in tune in tune with the earth, with the earth and our human, our, our bodies. I'm so it's not a conspiracy. Literally like stunned. Yeah. That makes so much sense to me though. Well, because chanting is the thing, like everything's connected. What I don't understand is people's lack of critical thinking these days is so oh, they're scary. And people are like, oh, you're a conspiracist. I'm like, no, I just think like I, I challenge and I question and I research and I look into things and I don't react. Like, I think that's what, yes, in a certain stage of my life when I was incredibly unhealed and I was carrying around a lot of trauma. And again, reactiveness goes back to being unhealed. Like, I'm sorry to break it to you guys. If you react to things, you are unhealed. You're not born reactive. Right. You react because you have trauma. You react because your heart starts beating a million times and you don't know what to do because you're Yeah. And you're you're in fight or flight mode. Yes. You're anxious and and you're in and out of flashbacks. Like, yes, reactiveness is an unhealed trait. And the moment I worked on my reactiveness and realized that that was all derived from trauma and I really started just listening to people of all types, different religions, different political views, different everything. I just listen now. Fascinating to just listen to people, not having an opinion, just listening. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really 
strong quality that I carry that I'm very proud that I carry. And people are offended that I have this quality too. They're offended that I'm not reactive. It's very interesting. Oh, because people want to poke and they want to get a reaction because then they yeah. get to react. It's just like a... And then I challenge that and I'm like, why are you poking? Why are you trying to get a reaction, you sick fuck? Right. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Like... We're supposed to heal reactionary tendencies here, not create them. Right. Which is know? why you're no longer you are no longer magnetizing those that you're no longer you no longer have those people in your life, I'm assuming. No. Right? Because None. you're at a different vibration. I'm on a different vibe. You're, you I'm in five D now. Working your own <laughs> Yeah, you're healing your own shit. Genuinely. Like, sometimes it's just like, why am I attracting such assholes? Yeah. <laughs> well, Maybe it's because I'm an asshole too. Like maybe there's unhealed stuff that you're... Yeah, or you're just susceptible because you have no... I've never been an asshole. And I just talked about that in my last episode. Like I'm not an asshole. I have been... um, I have been trained to have a very large bandwidth for people's bullshit because of what I come from. And people sniff that out. Oh, yeah. Oh, people can tell. They're like, oh, she can handle it. Oh, she'll make excuses for it. Oh, I can manipulate her. Oh, I can use her. Oh, yeah, she'll never see it coming. She's sweet. That's been my problem. I've been too sweet. I have been too endearing, too loving, too I want to heal you. And there is a complex that comes with that because since childhood, if you've only grown up or been around people that are unhealed, that's the norm. And so in your head, you're like, okay, so I can keep going with my tendencies of being unhealed, whatever that looks like. But if the one thing I do carry is kindness, then it's dangerous for me because I'm like, okay, well, there's an excuse for everything with everybody. And I'm just going to keep being kind. But at what point is the breaking point a thing? Like, at what point do you finally say, okay, enough, I'm not going to be kind anymore. I'm not going to make excuses. And then you finally dive in and you're like, oh, shit, like, People are so layered with their trauma. Like some of it isn't even theirs. It's just, it's again, the music they listen to, the shit that they watch. Like I don't even watch crime shows that much anymore. Oh my God, I can't. You can't either? I cannot. And I'm a witch. I literally am a medium and I can't watch death. I cannot watch it. It's hard. I don't like the dark energy of, I don't like crime. I I used to listen to them all the time, like podcasts, like crime podcasts, like crime junkies and all that. I used to, not kidding, when I kind of like, I don't know, uh, a while back when I was, uh, when I would do massages, sometimes I would listen to podcasts while I was doing a massage just because like uh, maybe I felt I was in a point in time in my life where like I just, I had to focus on something else for some reason, you know? Um, So I I would do a great massage, but I would listen to podcasts and I remember like a shift that happened for me and I was like... I don't, I don't want, I don't want to listen to this. I'm, I'm working with God's light. Like I don't need to listen to this while I'm trying to help heal people like this, or, or in general, like, you know, listen to it at all, period. I can't like, I love, it's so funny because I have a really hard time with crime shows and anything real, but I love scary movies, Me too. but there's a reason I love scary movies. It's probably the same with you. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I like scary movies because some scary movies are subliminally messaging about things that are actually real that people don't think are real. This last one that I saw, um, I think it's called Hands on Me. Have you seen it? It's in theaters. Or no, it's Talk to Me. Not Hands on Me. It's Talk to Me. Oh my God, you guys. Okay. 
Talk to me is in theaters right now. Go see it. Who stars in it? I don't know. It's like nobody that we would know off the top of our heads. It's a new scary movie. It's in theater. It's about possession. Okay. This is why I love scary movies because crime shows and like real crime, it's so humanistic and we never touch on crime that is a spiritual crime. Oh my God. I could go so down the rabbit hole with this. There are certain murders and mysteries and shit that happen and I've seen them on TV and I'm like, okay, there's so much more to the story that like meets the eye. Like this is a, this is a spiritually dark crime. Um, this movie touches on possession and demons and like a demon inhabiting someone's body and what it looks like on the inside of their head when that demon is inside, like what they're thinking, what they're seeing, like it's crazy to watch this fucking movie, but I had chills because I truly do have experiences with demons inhabiting bodies and like people in my life that have been lost to satanic ritual. And like, this is a real thing that people don't talk about. Um, and people always chalk it up again to the human side of like, Oh, well it's mental health. And Oh, it's like psychosis. Where's the psychosis coming from? Where? Like, again, we're not talking about the whole other side of like the third eye, the rituals, like things that people do to open up gateways, Ouija boards, like there's so much, Mm -hmm. it's so wild. But yeah, this movie went into, um, a group of kids that were like fucking around with this hand from like the 1800s that had been put into like concrete and it was a medium hand. So it was like the hand of a medium that had been cut off and like poured on it was like uh concrete was poured on top of it or something like that I'm not really remembering the movie I just remember like after this part but it was the hand of a medium and they say like okay well since she still has power in her hand even though it's a dead hand if you touch it you'll be able to see the things that mediums see but the problem is is that these are kids that are like unaware of what they're doing and like they're just fucking around again like Ouija boards and shit they're just fucking around with it like it's a game and opening up these portals and then you see what what it actually does in like the inside of their heads like what what they're seeing and anyway it was a wild you have to what's it called again it's called talk to me it's gonna go on my list I love watching like like literally I watch paranormal stuff almost every single day yeah like I love the whole paranormal stuff but um I really want to see that that sounds fun it was a trip because like I was like this is technically a scary movie but it's funny because they embody this like it's like unreal and it's scary and that's why people watch it for fun but this is real shit too like this actually happens you guys yeah like don't fuck with this (laughs) The kids in school that had Ouija boards. I was like, oh, that's I was not... that kid. Were you? Yeah, but you're a witch, so it's fine. I actually got the Ouija board from my grandmother's closet. It was not oh. a Parker Brothers. It had the Grim Reaper on it. Like, it was... It, it did not say Parker Brothers. And it had, like, this... The wooden... The eye. It was wooden. Oh, my God. And it was, I, like, ancient. Yeah. And I it was in my grandmother's closet after she passed away. And I'm like, what? Oh, it was probably passed down with, like, numerous generations. I, oh, my God. I don't know how she got it or why she had it. I don't I, – I never knew. I don't know. Um, but the, I remember, like, I would use it sometimes. Like, when I – where I grew up uh, was in Native American burial ground, right? But it wow. had gotten flooded. It was called Water Street where I lived. It was all brick road. And I'm from a super small town in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, it would the river would always flood, so it would bring the bodies up. So they 
moved as many of the bodies as they could uh, or whatever, and they built houses. And I lived in one of those houses. And girl, like, it didn't help that my house was, I already had, I had been having paranormal experiences since I was like, I don't know, 12. Yeah. Um, but I used to play the Ouija board, like, you know, do the Ouija board by myself. And it, like, it really messed with me. Yeah. And um, I tried, I did it with my friends a couple of times and they would, you know, a couple of people would have panic attacks and like freak out and like, I would have the Ouija board on in my house and my friends would be over and I had a touch lamp and I was like, you know, if there's anybody in here, like, mm-hmm. you know, the touch lamp would go on and off. It was just a lot. I have so many paranormal experiences. I could literally write a book, but, um, you know, I tried getting rid of it mm-hmm. and I, uh, I had my mom put it in the garage. I had to try to sell it at a garage sale. Um, my mom just passed away three, four months ago and, um, I went home to Pennsylvania to get some of her things, and the fucking Ouija board is in the box. Oh my god! I'm literally I'm 44. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been trying to like get rid of this thing for years. Why did it just show up? Like, oh my god! In my presence. <laughs> you. <laughs> anyway, don't. I can't even start talking about Ouija boards. But yes, like the whole. Yeah. No, it's, like, funny because that – you are, like, meant to have that board. You are meant to work with Ouija, I feel like. It's just part of you. It's part of your lineage. I haven't yet because I've been working with white light for almost 20 years now since I became a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't – it's funny. I was watching Gaia TV today, and there was an interview about this woman who's a medium, and she uses the Ouija board as a medium. And she was like, look, if you think a Ouija board is bad and bad energy and bad spirits are going to come through, then they will. But if you use it as a communication device um, and you set your intention – intention is everything, as you know. It's a vibration itself mm-hmm. – um, then you can actually use it in a good, positive way. It doesn't. The Ouija boards don't have to be bad. Yeah. So – if anybody out there has a Ouija board that's listening, just, you know. Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Set good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, okay, this is why I like scary movies versus crime. I think scary movies touch on things that we're more versed in, like, that we know is real, that maybe other people don't, but at least it's, like, touching on that. But also, everyone I know that loves scary movies, they genuinely like being scared. Yes. And when they watch a scary movie – it actually trains them to not fuck with ghosts and paranormal activity and witchcraft. Like it kind of teaches you, Hey, don't fuck with this, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Respect it. Yeah. Whereas with me, I'm like, I'm not tripped up going to graveyards and, and like being one with the spirits. Like if I'm in a haunted house, I don't feel the same way that other people feel because I'm one with them. So like, It's, it's really interesting because a lot of my friends have always wanted to dive into that world. And I always tell them like, it's not exactly like, it's, it's not like ghost chasing. Like it's, this is some real heavy stuff. This is, you're going to the spiritual realm. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Yeah. I grew up in a really uh, old town and there was a lot of. You said Pennsylvania? Yeah. I got some wild energy when I went to Pennsylvania. Where were you at? It felt dark if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. yeah, you're about to tell me it's dark, huh? <laughs> There's Dude, some fucked up shit. This. I can't be in Pennsylvania. 
I can't. Where, do you remember where, what area you the were The fucking in? Amish side That's of it. That's where I was. Girl. I'm from. I'm from the Allegheny oh, National God. Forest. I actually almost went to prom in a horse and buggy. I thought I was going to die. Like, I was driving and I was like... It's scary. It's like I Blair feel, Witch shit. Yes. I Okay. I genuinely was like, I have never been any... I've been in New Orleans. I've been to, I've been to Houston. Houston's very haunted, by the way. Yeah. My girlfriend's from Houston. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like voodoo haunted like that's like voodoo craft Oof. I uh I had to like really put up barriers with Houston because I was walking into like extreme vo- like just I went to like a witch store in Houston where everyone working in the witch store was black and I immediately knew okay this is voodoo and I well, felt like lot- I needed to leave and, and the woman even looked at me and she goes what are you doing here and it was this weird moment where I was like oh she knows I'm she knows I'm one of that. Like it was, it was not like she was asking me that, like a, like a patron. She saw the veil. Yeah. And I just stood there and I was like, I'm visiting from out of town and I needed to pick up some things. I need, I need some herbs. I was giving her my list of herbs and I need, she just looks at me like she didn't even blink. She was like, you need to leave. Like, this is not, you, you can't be here. This is not, this is not your land. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Thank you. And then she smiled and then she even like gave me a hug. She goes, I would go. It felt very coven. Like, do you remember in coven when they touched on like the voodoo side of like, and for those of you who are listening, African magic is the most powerful magic. Voodoo is African magic. There is this ancient thing with like voodoo, like you just... Oh my gosh, it was so powerful. I was like, oh, I love this woman. I also am like kind of like scared. I'm well, gonna leave. And I think a lot of people so come powerful. from New Orleans and the bayou and like go to Houston. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like they you got you have yeah. a, you have a lot of, you know, Creole and Cajun and like Well, and I don't have any past lives. I've done a past life reading. I had no past lives in Houston. Um, all of my past lives are actually it's so fascinating because I have a lot of past lives in New Orleans and in Salem. A lot. Like, apparently, I have a very long lineage of witches, um, past lives and shit like that with, like, those two places, but not Houston. So I feel like there was this weird out-of-body experience I was having with this woman where she was, like, she saw all my past lives and, like, she was, like, this is not your land. Like, you can't be here. Go back to Salem. (laughs) I was, like, okay. (laughs) But Pennsylvania, whew, couldn't do it. I don't yeah, know what crazy. it was. It's it, when I go there, I just feel like I'm like sucked into this. You weird do too. Fucking vortex. How did you grow up there? I. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, did you feel that constantly when you were growing constantly. up? Constantly, I literally, I lived on Water Street. Okay. All I ha- have had spiritual or I have had paranormal experiences literally since I was really young, and. Um, my first crazy one was in my house. At, I was 12 years old. And I would constantly have one. But let me just say, I had a foreign exchange student from Brazil. And um, she was living with me. And she, like, went to prom with uh, an, another foreign exchange student. And, like, I was just feeling really, like, scared about that. Like, something was happening, right? And, he, like, he ended up getting stabbed or something, like, crazy. And, and I, but I, like, I don't know. That has nothing to do with... Maybe it does, but there was a lot of dark shadows, a lot of dark energy for me growing up, which is why I started working with the light because that shit will consume you. And being out in the woods is a very powerful, like 
there's a lot of energy in the woods and I grew up in the woods, like, wow, like surrounded by woods. Oh my God. You're probably in the exact same place I went to. Where did you go? I don't remember, but we were there to pick up our puppy. It was me and my ex from New York. Oh yeah. I was right on the New York border. Oh my God. You were right there. I think maybe. Yes. Yes. We literally went there to pick up our puppy and I felt a tightness in my chest. And I even said to her, I was like, this is not normal. Like Amish country is so unproblematic. Oh, you like, got it from you got your dog from an Amish mm-hmm. family. Okay, that in of itself, like I love the Amish people. I respect the Amish people. Um, I you know Amish Mennonites. I did several. You know, a lot of like in high school, I did a lot of reports on the Amish because I was so you know enamored by them. But um, there's a lot of energy there too. Really. Sure. Like, it's interesting. Like, give me like a little like, brief. Okay, well, little. I mean, just uh, first we gotta of all, we got to do a part two. I know, right? We're going to do another episode, you guys, because I could talk about spirituality and witchcraft oh my all gosh. I know. day. 100%. We'll, 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 These we'll fucking people that. are like, oh my God, I had no idea. Because I never talk about this with anybody. I can't really talk about this online. Well, I right. can. Well, you it's can. Time. You can. Man, I'm gonna For tell sure. you. I'm gonna tell you what a psychic told me after this. Oh my gosh, keep going. So, uh, well, I mean, you know, uh, we'll save the Amish bit for. And, and, and stay another, tuned. Yeah, another episode <laughs> for sure because I grew up around Amish. Like, so you're from Pennsylvania. How did you get to LA? That's so, what I want to okay. know. Why so, LA? All right. So, um, my my friend, her name is Sarah. She, I've known her since sixth grade. And, um, I was, you know, in, in Pennsylvania, I was like, felt like I needed to get the hell out of here. I was like, I don't know. It was like 2004. And, um, I was like with my girlfriend at the time and we were breaking up and I was welding metal in a factory. And I was like, I had just went on tour with my band and we stopped and I was just like, okay, I need to get the fuck out of here. And, um, my friend Sarah lived out here in Los Angeles and she had just had a baby and she came home for Christmas and, um, she was like, Hey, do you want to come to California with me next week? I'm having this wild help me raise right my now. baby. I feel like I'm having deja vu. I feel like you've told me this story before and you've never told me this story. I've never talked to you before. This is so weird. It's so weird. I'm having a moment. Yeah. Wow. No, I genuinely am Maybe we're really, we're soul connected and like, which is, I mean, I believe. I feel like I've heard you talk about welding and this is so weird but, yes well it's like, so weird this when is I saw the second you time you've seen this when I saw you downstairs when I first met you I felt like you were really familiar to like I yes I've seen your you look way different by the way oh than I know you do online you look way better oh you do different like, now than online yeah like I see you on Instagram and TikTok and all that oh. your energy and your presence to me you're beautiful online but you're even more beautiful like in person oh. But when I first met you, you reminded me of somebody I knew like in third and fourth grade. Like it was weird. Oh, anyway, weird. just got to say that. Okay, but. this is a whole deja vu night. Um, <laughs> anyway, so. Was, okay. Was welding metal effect. You're welding. They okay. bring me home for Christmas. Third time I'm hearing she, this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and her daughter, um, uh, her daughter was like a year and a half old and she was like, hey, do you want to, like my baby, the baby daddy, like he sucks, come help to California and help me raise this child. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I quit my job and I moved out like the next week and um, I got here and I'd never been to California before, never once. Wow. And um, same, I was 
she would always have like headaches and neck aches and stuff like that. And I would always work on her. She's like, Amanda, you have a gift. You are a healer. You need to go to massage school. Mm. And, um, I got to tell you this really quick story. So I I was, uh, you know, I came out here and I was singing and acting and doing the whole thing. And she was like, you should go to massage school. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know because I have a focus, right? And um, I had just gotten into SAG and I just, you know, did these bits. And um, she was like, well, look, the next day she, she was working on set and she came home. She was like, Amanda, guess what? She was like, I was on set today and there was a woman there with a mobile spa company that was doing massages for the cast and crew. And she was like, this is the name of the company and this is the woman's name and you should go to massage school so then you can do massages on set. Mm. You could still be doing healing, but you're still on set, whatever. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll go to massage school. So I go to massage school. A year later, I have to do like an externship, internship um, with a specific company. And I just found like a list of like 10 different companies. I really wanted to work with women. And um, I found like 10 different companies and I I applied to like all of them. One woman got back to me. It was the woman that she saw on set. Wow. And so... That's how, like, my mobile spa started. But that was crazy. Um, very serendipitous. So that, wow. So that's how you started doing massaging was on set. Yeah. So, oh, so. Uh, I'm, like, yes. gagged right now. Yeah. So I was doing celebrities when I had just gone out of massage school. Like, I was working at Burke Williams Spa or I whatever. I had no idea. But, uh, yeah. So she um, she took me under her wing, and she taught me how to do a mobile spa, and she she, I started doing all these celebrities, and wow. I learned very quickly that all of our blood is red. You know, don't get too tripped up in these people because we no, all bleed like the same that part. color. <laughs> like, stop. But it was, you know, yeah, I was doing, like, famous people. Like- George Clooney is just another person, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so is T-Swift. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, yeah, she took me under her wing, taught me everything. I got certified in a whole bunch of things, and... That is crazy. What is your end game with your business? I want to heal the world. <laughs> Love that. Um, as you should. I really What's do. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. You're Leo. Yeah. What's your rising? Leo. Shut up. Leo. It's all Leo. Everything what? is in Leo. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What's your What's your moon? Leo. What? Everything is in Leo. What's your Mercury? I don't know about my Mercury. Okay. I but I know my... Your, ri- have you had your birth chart read? Yeah, that's how I know it's all in Leo. What's your Venus then? I think there's a Sagittarius in there somewhere. It makes sense if your Venus was in Sag. Do you guys know what this means? You probably don't. When when I ask her what her Venus is, your Venus, okay, Venus is the planet of love. Venus rules how you love, how you love in a relationship, how you love in friendship. So if she's a Sag, that makes sense. You're single, right? No, I'm, I've been in a relationship for three years. Cool. Yeah. Okay, it's probably not in Sag then. No, I think Venus the and Sag is, is not. Okay, okay, that's different. Venus and Sag are people that like genuinely have a hard time being in a relationship because they're just Leo's and Sag. No, Venus. Oh, because Venus oh, is the plan of love. Right, right, right. Yeah, if your Venus was in Sag, yeah, three year relationship, your Venus ain't in Sag. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No way. No, absolutely not. 
Wow, all Leo though. I'm all Leo. I don't yeah, think I've crazy. ever met a triple Leo. But what's weird though is that I'm on the cusp wow. of Virgo. Like I'm the last day of Leo. Your sun sign is. My, I'm actually. Your birthday. Like, yeah, my birthday is the last day of Leo. And so like I'm on a cusp of Virgo. Um, like the next day is Virgo. So I have a little bit of that. Like I like being in a relationship. I like having yeah. a home. I used to be a gypsy, but now I'm like a lot more grounded and planted. So. Wow. But I used to be a serial dater. Like I love being, I like being in oh, a relationship. Yeah. Like you, I really You're do. supposed to be in a relationship. Yeah, you're I like Leo, it. Leo. Yeah. But I'm not one of those Leos that's like, look at me. But I'm definitely a performer, especially like with the massage. It's like, I fucking love getting done with the massage and them coming off the table and being like, oh my God. That's no, you've got your pride. And I'm like, Yes, you've got your pride land. Yeah, for sure. Wow. But I'm a little bit more quiet, you know. Secure. So, yeah. You have to be secure. If you're a triple Leo, you have to be secure. 100%. I don't, uh, yeah, there's no way. Which is why I used to always. You're attract. Nala. You're literally Nala. You're like Mufasa's wife. I literally named a dog Nala, and I didn't even know that. So, yeah, you're Nala. Yeah. My you're, ex's dog the, is named That's Nala. the energy Nala. I get from you. You're like mother. Your mother of the lions. Wow, this is so fucking cool. I've never met a triple Leo in my life. I feel like I'm meeting, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity right now. <laughs> That's where so I get cute. tripped up. I'm like, oh my God, a triple Leo? <laughs> oh, yeah, I always crazy. tell people, like, if you look up the definition of Leo, it's me, but now I'm like, oh, bitch, it's you. Well, it's pretty much you, though. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you're totally a Leo. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a quiet Leo where I'm like, I don't like to be on camera or mm -hmm. I don't like to like, I don't know. I'm just like more like behind the scenes, but I'm yeah. like, like, I love being in the camera so much. I want to own a Sony store someday. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> give me all the cameras. You do really well on camera. <laughs> wow. What, who's your partner? Are they a Gemini? She's a um, uh, Aries. An Aries. Yeah. Did you know that Leo Leos have a uh, there's a triangle, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the soul sisters are Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries. It's a triangle. So mm -hmm. like everyone has, you know, Leo, Sagittarius, and Aries. Yeah, because they're all fire signs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Aries and Leo. That's a very powerful relationship that you're in. Yeah. It's very dominant. Two doms. It's she's not dom at all. She's not. No. It's interesting. I can't be because you're a triple Leo, bitch. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I wear yeah. the pants and the skirts. Yeah. No, but she's you know she's amazing. She's very nurturing, and I I need that. I love that. Like yeah. stroke my hair and all that stuff, and treat me like a queen. Um. But yeah, she like I always used to attract you know. Uh, people who were because I was a healer and like a mother hen and like so like that were like a lot more needier and like it's nice to be with somebody who's just like go do your thing have fun with your friends I'm, I what you know just want to make sure you're safe like you know so it's nice and a lot of respect I want to know what you think the top three things are that people struggle with the most from my experience I think uh the top three things that people struggle with the most is boundaries Right. So having the boundaries, communication, mm -hmm. sometimes it's really hard for people to speak their truth. Yeah. Um, and sometimes self-worth. Mm -hmm. I think people struggle with self-worth, um, which is why a lot of people will be in the job that they hate because they're just going to keep doing it. Why? Like find something you love and you're passionate about. Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Like, 
or in relationships that don't make them happy because why, right? Self-worth, or they keep going back to this or they keep repeating. It's just like, yeah. So self-worth, communication, boundaries mm. are the three things that I think people really struggle with from my experience anyways. Mm. What do you think people should grasp more to live a more peaceful life? When you say grasp, I think, you know. Hard truths. Things that people need to make peace with. Yeah, I think people are uh, constantly on the go and being distra- uh, and distracted. Like, I, I would say, like, kind of just sitting with yourself and getting a sound bath from nature. Like, you know, being okay being alone. Being okay not being on your phone. Mm. Constantly being distracted. You know, we're out here, you know. People are talking like the universe is out here, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the you universe is inside of you you know and it's just like I think people are just constantly like outside of themselves not connected with like I I meet a lot of people who are not connected with their bodies like at all Mm. right and it's just like wow you know so I suppose that like just spending time alone or spending time in, in quiet or just breathing and connecting with source I think that's very peaceful are you proud of who you are? Very. Do you feel like it took you a long time to get there? Yeah. You can genuinely years. say that now. I would say about 40 years. <laughs> like, um, you know, I made a lot of mistakes growing up, even in my 20s and 30s. And like I said, my mom passed away and I had never really heard her say I'm proud of you to me ever. Wow. And maybe once because I kind of squeezed it out of her. Um May she rest in peace. I know she's proud of me. And I actually feel a little bit closer to her now that she's passed because I feel like she can really see my heart and what I do as opposed to seeing me on an earthly, le- earthly level. But anyway, um, so yeah, I am. I'm very proud of who I am now for sure. You feel like that happened when you were 40? I feel like it didn't happen just when I was 40. I feel like it was kind of a gradual, honestly, be, being a heal, helping people heal, opening doors for healing is what I'm most proud of myself for doing and having a business and having, you know, people working, giving other people jobs. You know, I have a team and like, I, I'm really proud of myself because of who I've become because of being a healer. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I feel like I'm doing, I'm working with light and I'm really proud of that. I love that. Yeah. What would you tell your inner child? I've done a lot of shadow work and inner child work. Um, Right now, today. Come sit on my lap. Let me put my arms around you and know that you are powerful and beautiful and you're going to do great things in this world. That's what I would say to her. Simple. Yeah. But says a lot. Yeah, I've talked to her a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I've been learning recently. I didn't used to be good at brevity, but I think I'm working on that more and more in this stage of my life. I think it's about all, it's all about like your intention from, you know, where you're coming from and what you truly mean, speaking the truth. Yeah. I think also, People that have a hard time receiving love or haven't had a lot of love be given to them from certain aspects of their life. Like for me, it was outside people. I had a lot of love from my parents. My parents are iconic 
fucking feral ass souls. I love my parents. They're both so nuts. Nuts. But I love my parents. My parents are the most fucking coolest humans. I don't even think they're human. I think they're aliens. But I had such a hard time receiving love and finding love with outsiders. Just like the world has been so interesting for me. Because I've, I've always felt, and maybe, maybe that's why my parents feel that way too. Maybe we're just a family of aliens. I don't know. My lineage is interesting. Yeah. But um, I found myself over-talking and talking in circles and, like, constantly trying with words, you know. And it's funny when I ask people this question, like, what would you tell your inner child? They have a lot to tell their inner children. I think mm. you're the first one that has said, I love you. Mm. That's it. Just, I love you. But there's so much that you're saying when you say that, I can tell. So it's really beautiful because I can, I can tell, like, again, it goes back to dimensions and, like, vibrations and whatnot. You're in a vibration now yeah. where you're not trying to overspeak or overtalk or convince or whatever. Like, there's, you don't have to try that hard. Like, you're just, I love you. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. You know? For me, I, um, I was kind of the opposite where I was a latchkey kid. So growing up, my parents divorced when I was like three years old. And my mom, I was like, you know, the baby of four. And so by the time I came around, my mom was kind of like, peace out. No, she, uh, she worked a lot. She worked second shift and third shift. And so like for me, my home was always vacant. Mm -hmm. So I found my relationships and my family and my friends, mm -hmm. which is why I probably chain smoked my relationships for so many years because I was looking for that unconditional love. Not that my family didn't love me. I was very loved, but I was also left alone a lot, a lot. Like just fend for yourself, which makes me who I am today because I am, you know, very independent. So, you know, I'm proud of that too. <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? So on Instagram, I'm Inside Out Mobile Spa. On TikTok, I'm Inside Out Mobile Spa. Um, Facebook, Inside Out Mobile Spa. The driving force of my business and getting clients is my Yelp page. I have 125 star reviews. There you go. Um, Yelp. That's it. <laughs> Everyone's like, damn, that sound bath. <laughs> I'm about to be the 126, man. Yay. Watch me get a new sound bath experience, guys. <laughs> I've been telling you I want to give I know. you some, we won't do some work on you. Yeah. Well, we will. Yeah. It's going to happen. Part two. Yeah, part two. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And more ghost stories. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. This is All Eyes on Me podcast. And if you liked this episode and you want to follow along, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button down below. There will be a new episode every week. And we will see you soon because me and this girl are putting on an event on yes. October 14th. Yay. So if you're in LA and you want to hang out with us, She's going to be doing healing. I'm just going to be walking around like the Leo that I am, <laughs> making sure everyone's got enough wine. There's going to be wine and pumpkins and tarot card reading and facials. Facials, bitch. Stop. Everybody that's like, how do you have such good skin? Facials. That's it. <laughs> right? So make sure you come. October 14th, we'll be posting about it. And we will see you next time. Thank Bye, guys. You.